Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe. We just had our biggest numbers ever for a Dolphins postgame for obvious reasons. Also, Five Reasons, speaking of reasons, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. Get the latest content without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you don't know, we have a product code. It's the number five. RSN for Reason Sports Network. 5RSN. You can use it for 25% off Therapist Preferred. That's the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies for recovery and for sleep. That's therapistpreferred.com. Or for all your grooming products, particularly below the belt, go to manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. 20% off. Order one thing. Trust me, they'll keep sending you free stuff. Go to manscaped.com. 20% off. Therapistpreferred.com. 25% off. The code is five, the number five, RSN. And now, tonight's episode. Down to Biscay. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop with one hand. Impact we trust, it's power have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan with me, not Ethan Skolnick, not Tropical Blanket, aka Alex Toledo. Uh, but with me is Brady Hawk. You know him at Brady Hawk 305 on Twitter. And a surprise guest. We literally made this happen, uh, you know, basically before the Dolphins game started today. Uh, a great friend and Miami Heat beat hangover time host. Alphonse Sydney. Welcome to the program, my friend. What's going on, man? You're lucky you got called me when I started drinking. Yeah, see, I, I know the timing of these things. Yeah. And I knew I had you just early enough where I could get a commitment, but I kept saying don't feel obligated because I know how these days go. <laughs> um, I didn't Bro. see how the Giants came in. Did, did they win today or no? Have it... No, don't they play tomorrow? Oh, oh, they're the Monday night game against the Yeah, Bucks. yeah, yeah. All right, he fans. We're not going to do NFL talk. Don't I'm a worry. Tua fan anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Hey, it's been fun to be a Dolphin fan for a few days, but we are here. We are here to not talk about any field plans. We're talking about the floor plan, and that is we are going to get you set for Miami Heat Media Day, which is coming up tomorrow. We will have you fully covered um, at Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, a host of characters, including Ethan Skolnick, Alex Toledo, Brady Hawk here on this show, as well as Gad, Cartier- Gad Cartagena, will all be in the building. Uh, we got a v- exclusive interviews lined up with a number of players, podium interviews, one-on-ones to the side. Ethan's going to be definitely trying to pull his weight with certain individuals to get great sound bites. So uh, you will have that coming to you. But today, what we essentially want to do is I kind of thought through this and um, 
I want to make sure that all of our listeners and our fans that maybe like take the summer off because you're normal human beings that have lives and want to like unplug from this stuff and do family things or just completely do go in a different direction. And if you're just now tapping back in because we're about to start training camp, we kind of want to uh, come together and figure out what this rotation may look like to start the season, not what it's going to look like in the playoffs, not what it's going to look like after the trade deadline, but to start the year, how are they going to start? who is going to come off the bench. And we're going to make a little bit of sense of that back half of the episode. We'll talk a little bit about media day and get you prepped for that. So um, I guess I'll start here and we're going to go to Al first on this um, because there's been a lot of talk on the heat. Don't have a four, blah, blah, blah. Where have you landed on now that the reality is it looks like this is the team that they're bringing into training camps since that's what, 48 hours away. And they're still going to the Bahamas, everybody, despite the storm stuff. And um, let's hope everybody stays safe. But Alf, like when you think about this team now, who do you see being the starting five right off the bat? Well, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm a big fan of play Duncan at the four, which started off as a joke. Um, it is still kind of a joke, but the more I think about it, I'm like, he could do, there could be some good minutes for him at the four now starting. All right, come on, let's be serious. I've kind of come around on the fact that start your five best guys, right? If you do not have that legitimate power forward, we're talking some six, eight, you know, big wingspan rebounder. Somebody can just get it done inside the paint, help bam out, switch on the bigs. The guy, just, the guy just isn't on the roster right now. So what do you do? You play your five best guys. And to me, that's some combination of Kyle, uh, Tyler, Depot, Jimmy, Bam, maybe Struess over Depot or Struess over Tyler. I, You know, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. But to me, I don't see, like, the Kayla Martin thing, you could you start Caleb Martin? That means two of Depot and Struess are on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Or Hero. So like you're, I just don't like I just don't like that idea. And it's not like Caleb Martin's a huge guy; he's six foot five. So I just think it's going to come down to play your best five. They switch everything anyway. So everyone who's worried about Jimmy Bain with bigs all the time, he doesn't. He half the time it's going to be Kyle Lowry for God's sake, like. Bam's going to be out there guarding point guards. It doesn't really, it they they don't hold themselves to to these you know to the the normal standards of roster positionless basketball. We talk about it all the time. So if you're if you're truly positionless, start your five best guys, roll the ball out there. You have a point guard, you have a center, you have three other playmakers. Let's see what happens. Nah, I'm with you, and I'm glad that you took it immediately there because I think that we learned in this past playoff run that Jimmy at the four is likely the answer for this team. Like when, when the shit hits the fan and it's go time to win, Jimmy's probably going to be playing the four on this group. Even if they go get a four, frankly, unless that four is like way better than Jay Crowder. (laughs) Like essentially, I think that they're going to size down in most circumstances. Is there a potential four out there that would close with this team? Out there, I doubt. I I don't no. see it. I don't Who, see it. Yeah, you're we're right. not benching any, any of the guys that I just named. You're not benching those guys for, um, you know, I don't even know who's out there. Uh, Bo, Bo, uh, Bogdanovich. I like. I don't see it happening. He, he so. got traded, but even Kelly. Okay, he already got traded. To your but point just, though, Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, they're not going to Crowder. It's not making a difference. If you're talking about a John Collins, like 
Miles Turner. I don't think those guys are closing on the team. You know, Spo likes speed. Spo likes guys who can switch everything. And if you're going to be doing that in the last five minutes of the game, most likely Jimmy's going to be your four. So, Brady, do you think that they actually pivot to Brady er, to Brady at the four? That's one day. Um, or, not really at the four, but Brady, Brady in the video room, not Brady at the four. Um, so do you think that it's Jimmy at the four, that that's how they start? You know, there's a lot of talk of, like, I'm of the opinion that they're going to try to maximize Tyler Hero and Matt Struess to the to the utmost ability and i feel like we're leaning in the direction of kind of something like kyle tyler max jimmy and bam do you think that that's what you're seeing i do have one other theory i'm going to save in terms of the starters here that that i think is an underrated option that may take place but like where do you lean am i on to something there is alf on to something with jimmy at the four we know not nobody else is really going to do these things he he ends up on fours alf said it best but where do you stand in terms of them actually starting the season with jimmy butler at the four yeah, I honestly hate that I don't disagree with you guys because I feel like this is one where just all three going to agree because I personally think that you just named the starting lineup to start the year. Like, I just really do believe it. Uh, the Caleb Martin thing, I think he can provide a lot in terms of the things he could do that, that PJ provided. Obviously, the one thing I don't think he can do is size up. That's one thing I just can't really see. If he could develop in that way in other areas of game I th- of his game, I think he could be big. But I, as I keep saying, I really don't like the, the Jimmy, Caleb, Bam combo at all. Like, I really don't like that front court. I don't think there's enough shooting. The numbers say that it wasn't even good defensively for some reason. Like, it was just counteracted really w- weirdly. Uh, and I won't say that offensive reading and defensive reading tell the full story anyway, but it just did not look good in general. Caleb was best when he was coming in for Jimmy, when he was playing at the four next to Bam around a bunch of got basically runners and shooters when they would just kind of speed up the game. So I think that needs to be his role again. I don't think they need to force him into this role just because they, because they lost P.J. Tucker. What they should do is play to their roster. And what their roster says is, they, yes, they're smaller, but they're also better offensively. Uh, and that's what leads into the point that I think we all know that Lowry, Butler, and Bam are pretty much locks. since you're trying to find the other two. We know they said about Tyler having to earn his spot. I just personally think he does earn it. Like, that's kind of my thing. Everybody keeps coming back to that and saying, well, he's not going to be given that spot. I think he goes in camp and earns it. Like, I think he, he can be that good and, and can kind of balance these other guys on the roster and they can figure out the kind of the on-ball, off-ball stuff from there. And then I turn to Max Struess and I say, this lineup needs shooting. They need somebody that doesn't need to dominate the ball, which could be a Caleb. But I think there's the, the offense thing is just much more important than kind of being an off-ball guy defensively. So I the other part of this I keep coming back to as well is that I just think that specific starting lineup makes the bench so much more intriguing. Like when I look at the bench lineup and I say, okay, well, Gabe and Caleb are playing in the top of a 2-2-1 press because anytime they're out there together, they're pressing you. You have Depot that's able to control the game himself in a high usage, just like Tyler did last season. It fits them really well. And if you're in a 2-2-1 press, like I just said, something I keep bringing up is that every time they run that, they back into a 2-3 zone. Who's your probably going to be your backup center this year? That's over Ertzman. And that's what, where do you want him defensively? in a zone where he just sit under the rim and doesn't have to be manipulated and pick and rolls and move around all the time. So on paper, this makes a lot of sense, but I don't know if this is the way you were going, Greg, when you talked about one more kind of way they could go with this, but on paper, if we were just talking strictly paper, when you look at the starting lineup, it does make a lot more sense to slot in all the depot for hero. I'll just say that like it it makes a lot more sense on, on paper when you say defensively, 
they can find things that they can do. And Max, let's say people are worried about Tyler and Max getting picked on. That plugs some things there. And you're also saying that that Depot can work next to Jimmy at a higher rate. And you're putting the defenders off the bench next to Tyler Hero. So on paper, it maybe makes a little bit more sense. But I just personally don't think that's the route they go. I don't think that's the route they should go. But we should note that it is potentially an option. Alf, what do you think about the idea of Depot? If he returns to the form to the degree that he takes the starting two spot from Tyler Hero, that is a great problem to have for the Miami Heat. But, like, there is a political aspect to it, Alf. Like, how do you digest that? Do you think Tyler would stand for it? Is it is is it the best thing for the team? Because, Brady, you said it, you didn't know if that was the thing that I had in my back pocket as another option. It actually wasn't. I wasn't even thinking in those terms. I feel like Tyler has to take the reins at the starting two-guard spot. But, Alf, is it viable to consider Depot? Is that for real? Well, if, if that happened, first of all, I don't think Spo cares about the politics, especially when it comes to a guy like Tyler Hero. I mean, I think if you're talking about, I think there's three guys who pull, who's, who's, you know, who can pull a little rank in that locker room. It's Kyle Lowry, it's Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. That's it. No, like I don't think Spo cares about hurting Tyler's feelings. So if Depot wins the starting spot, that means Depot looks really, really good, right? So, and I do agree with with Brady where it's you. And at that point, you got to look around. There needs to be another shooter in that lineup. If you're gonna start, if you're gonna play Depot, Lowry, Bam, and Jimmy together, that means Max is there. And because and Tyler's a really good shooter, but we know that he's not the guy that's gonna stand in the corner and he's not gonna spot up. And you know, you want that, you want that playmaking, you want that production off the bench. You, you got to get it from somewhere. So I could see that happening. I don't think that's what's gonna happen. When I when I first when I when we first started talking, I mentioned Depot as one of your best five players. He could be one of your best five, but I do think that Tyler is going to Tyler will beat him out. And if that's the case, you need the shooting. Like I don't think you can play Hero Depot, Lowry, Jimmy, and Bam together. I just don't think you have a, like a really reliable shooter out there. So I do think that would put that would slot Struess in and put Depot on the bench. But to me, it's like you said, it's a good problem to have. Like if you're if you don't know which one of these guys is going to win that spot, that's because they're that's because they're both com- competing and they're both showing you something. So true. And this is the other thing. Like we are we are talking about a roster that is admittedly not balanced. So there's an element of this where we're just inherently going to have to factor in where the hell are you slotting in all these guards? Because the team does not have a bunch of huge wings and bigs. Like it's not that type of group. Right. So it, it, they're right. going to have to play smaller for now, right? Someone on Twitter was like, I don't want to see any three guard lineups. I'm like, what, <laughs> what the hell do you think? I mean. <laughs> There's 19 guards on the team. Yeah, like no. all there is is guard lineups. Like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be four guards and Bam. Talking about you don't want three guards. You're talking about four guards and Bam and four guards with your seven and four guards with Deadman. That's basically what you're talking about throughout the entire roster. You know, like if you really want to consider Jimmy Butler a small forward, uh, you know, more power to you. Right. But they're all there's the whole roster is a bunch of guards. Yeah. And Haywood Keep- Highsmith. Well, Caleb Martin's bio says Miami Heat guard. Let's just put throw that in there as well. When you say the four guard lineups, it's, that's what's it's so funny. Like we're like Max Struess at the three. He's a two by nature. Like it's just funny the the whole roster and, and Alf. 
is setting me up with the assist. You know, we have chemistry, long-standing chemistry. He mentions Haywood Highsmith. This is where I'm going with my little sneak scenario. You know how Spolstra's done this weird thing where we have absolutely no idea Kendrick Nunn is about to start and all of a sudden Kendrick Nunn is starting? I just wouldn't put it past him if somebody has a really great camp like Haywood Highsmith, like Darius Days, that's a little bit more far-fetched, frankly, um, that one of those guys would get a shot at at least allowing them to play slightly more traditional basketball by virtue of a player having just more size, more length. So if a player were to come out and impress, that's the only other scenario I could see where they could sneak a front court player in. Admittedly, it wouldn't be their best five players on the floor, but we've seen them also have placeholder starters. And I'm kind of of the mindset that they have to solve the front court issue at some point. So, so whoever is starting, even if it's Jimmy, to me, it's a placeholder for when they can supplement the front court. Do either of you think I am completely crazy? Are you buying, selling? You want to shut up and go on to the next segment? Brady, I'll go to you first. You're definitely not crazy. Like when you look at the fact that what they've done the past few seasons with guys, just like Awood Smith, like, it's actually a possibility. And I think his type of build fits around these guys. Like you're talking about a three and D build that can maximize, that can bridge the gap between Jimmy and Bam and that little four position that can kind of stretch the floor at his best and also guard the perimeter at a high level and switches. Like, I think that's the build that you'd want. And I'm interested to see if that's actually his build at the NBA level, because that's where the difference comes. Like if he has a crazy camp and he's shooting the ball really well and you can tell that he's able to stretch the floor and he can defend, that's what makes this a possibility. And to your point, you're talking about him kind of showing out in camp. That's when this kicks in. But I'm interested, which I think it'll be interesting to talk to him tomorrow at media day because I wonder what his his build is focused on. Is like what his focus is on his build because is he aiming for this full on three and D? Is he looking to expand on it? Because I feel like that's the tell on if he has a real shot in this starting lineup or at least the rotation in general. Like that feels like the big shot to me. And I don't think it's crazy. I think he has the tools to do it. I think the summer league leap he took because every, all the focus was on Jovic and all the focus was on these other guys. And they did this last year. All the focus was on Omer Yurtsevin and then Mac, Max Schroes just kind of showed out. Like there's all these different times where guys just show out. I think this is one of those things where he sneaks up on you. Uh, and, hey, if we want to throw Jovic into that conversation to go really crazy, we could do that too because you threw Darius Days in there. Like if one of these guys could show out in camp, somebody's going to sneak up on us because there's never been a season in recent memory where we just we knew what the roster was heading in and nobody emerged. There's probably a guy who's playing well above his head and the Miami Heater just making sure that that information does not leak. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-5790-356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. We know storms are coming. We In Florida, we feel like we can handle it, but you may need help at times, right? After a leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged area. They're fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide one-stop shopping that every busy homeowner or business owner requires. No need to bring in any other contractors. They'll handle everything from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell. 
Call them directly, 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check out all those five-star reviews on Google. The proof is in the reviews, y'all. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they got the guts. So, Alf, tell me why Haywood hey, High School is crazy. Let's talk about that transition. I mean, masterful, like just, you know, elite expert work. level, just elite stuff. I'm sorry. That just, I could, I'm not going to let that go. And just, I'm not going to, you know, just well, gloss you, over that leak. That, that I, was amazing. I, I, this is the under the tutelage of you. Like, and also since we speak of tutelage, just so the listeners know, Brady with the, with the subtle flex on Alex and I, or on Alf and I, when he's like, when I when I talk to Haywood Highsmith at media day tomorrow, I'll have to ask him. Whoa, whoa, I, I whoa, see whoa. you. I see you, yo. <laughs> but like Alf, um, he is the Adam Simon Chet camera that found Brady Hawk, in case the listeners do not know. Um, I don't know if that's a story for another day, if we can sneak it in here. Um, but do you think so I'll, I'll let you sneak that in if you want to, Alfie. Otherwise, we can leave that up to the mystique of how these how these things take place. But are you buying Haywood Highsmith as an option before we flip to the bench? Well, first let's just let's, let's just let the the audience believe Brady Hawk is uh, the result of immaculate conception. Like he just came out of nowhere, man, and he just he just took over local heat media, uh, took it by storm, just on his own too, uh, because he really did. Um, but the Haywood Highsmith thing, and I'm sorry to rate on your guys' parade, and I'm not the oh, off-season doom and gloom guy. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know. I'm like, listen, I trust the Heat. But if I walk in to game one of the 2022-2023 regular season and Haywood Highsmith is my starting power forward, I am going to be pissed, all right? I'm going to be sleepy, Pat, tweeting. All, you know, the off-season was a disaster. Like, to me... That is a disastrous offseason. I'm sorry. Like, I like Haywood Highsmith. I think he's a little bit of a project still. But if Haywood Highsmith is starting at the four for me, like, you can, you can, you can convince me that Jimmy at the four, you can convince me, even Caleb Martin, like, you can, you can convince me of a lot of things. Duncan at the four. But if you, if I walk into game one of the regular season and Haywood Highsmith is a starting power forward, I'm pissed. I'm just, I, I will officially say the offseason was was a disaster. He gonna pack them up. I'm packing so, them up. <laughs> um. So like, let's let's shift focus to the bench here, and let's not say Haywood Highsmith makes it into the starting lineup because it is a more far fetched one of the options. But Spo does those weird ass things when he thinks he when when he thinks everybody hasn't figured out. That's what kind of stuff he'll say. Like Rodney Magruder is another guy that would like all know, of a sudden pop up remember, as a starter. <laughs> do you remember my reaction to Rodney Magruder playing forty minutes a game? Yes, I can't. It was kind of like Draymond Green's reaction. <laughs> If you I remember can't say Rob- the words on this podcast, yeah, but, this, this is true. You know, and like that's, I am consistent with stuff like that. Like when we walked, when we came into the 2021 season, and everyone's telling me Tyler Hero's a point guard, and uh, what's his name, Mo Harkless could be your power forward. It was, I was, I was upset that year. Like, I, I like, I understand that we always we're going to find diamonds in the rough, but like at some point, like, come on, you you can't feed me Haywood Highsmith and tell me it's PJ Tucker. Definitely. Um, so let's 
let, let's get into the bench. I think they're going to go a little deeper than usual. Um, if uh, Brady, just quickly, over, under, the Heat start the season with a 10-man rotation. Or nine. Let's set it at nine. Do they go over nine players or under nine players to start the the the, the regular season? Excuse me as I stumble. I would say over nine. And the reason I say that is because as I hinted at with my projection of starting lineup in the defensive bench unit, and I'm not just saying this because Alf's on this podcast, I think Duncan has a real shot to be like the training camp emerging player. Like the one that shocks people because as much as a guy had a down year, shooters don't forget how to shoot. Like that doesn't happen. Like sometimes if you can just turn a switch in your mind and all of a sudden you're starting over a new season, a new slate, everything's new. And he's shooting that ball like we know he can shoot it. He has an opportunity to have real minutes on this team. And that's why I think where the 10 kicks in. Because you look at that defensive bench unit that I brought up, let's just say hypothetically of Vincent, Oladipo, Martin, and then let's say the big is Yurtsman. What does that bench unit need? Other than the fact that you're switching in and out, obviously you're not just doing five for five. But that unit needs shooting. Like it really does. And you have a shooter as your 10th guy sitting right in the outside, right off to the side waiting to kind of be utilized. And I think he can be utilized in that lineup. Uh, when you talk about playing next to Oladipo, everything we've seen from Oladipo in this short stint has been next to every creator on the team because they had to. Like, it was the playoffs. You're shrinking rotations. Everything is new. You have to play him next to Tyler and, and Jimmy, which I think is probably the most important thing of this season. I'll slip that in when Alf mentioned the lineup of kind of putting all those creators together. If that's your closing lineup – kind of at the beginning of the season, I think you're in a good spot. Because if you can find a way for those five guys to play together, you are sitting very nicely. But I'll say, if you want Oladipo to be who he is and have the ball in his hands and all that stuff, having Robinson fly, and I hate to use the word gravity now <laughs> once again, but fly off the ball and just utilize space, be that kind of gravity guy that doesn't need the ball in his hands, I just think it fits really well. So to answer your question, I just think this is another type of roster that you can't be strict to nine. Like you're strict to nine in the playoffs. You do not need to be strict to nine when you're talking about the regular season. And then you're talking, adding in the fact that we don't expect Kyle Lowry to play close to 82. We don't probably expect Jimmy Butler to play close to 82. Why are we running nine guys into the ground anyway? Utilize all you have and kind of move guys in and out. So that's where I couldn't come down on. I think they have to kind of utilize everything. And then if you're in a spot, even though Alf hates it, to utilize Haywood Highsmith for, for spot minutes if he's in that type of role. Like, why not if he's playing at a high level or playing at a decent level? So, Alf, any objections to the 10 guys that Brady has kind of outlined as the 10 with Robinson being that 10th shooter? Do you think that um, we're underselling anybody, getting a more meaningful? Because I kind of agree that Duncan Robinson is probably going to overcorrect now and come back with a really strong season and all of a sudden could be a staple in the rotation. But I don't want to get ahead of myself just before we uh, slide over to some media day comments, because I feel like that is the bench unit. Brady, pretty art he articulated it well. But how are you feeling? about going 10 deep and do you see anyone there that you would slide out and maybe um you know bring a Haywood Highsmith in for or anything like that yeah, I mean there were times in the regular season last year we were talking about 11 deep some nights you know like they were going deep into that bench and I don't see why they wouldn't because 
You're also talk- we're not we're not mentioning Deadman. I I think they still like that. I think he his back was hurt at the end so of last true. year. We're not even talking about Deadman. <laughs> he might be he might be in a rotation over Omer. That's so true. now we're at eleven guys, right? And this is part of the reason why why I don't think you can start Haywood Heisman because now you've injected him. Now you're talking about twelve guys deep and got important role players are going to lose minutes with a guy like Haywood Heisman in the starting lineup. But we all know some some of the time these exercises while we, I know why we do it as fans, man, two weeks into the season, someone's going to, you know, twist an ankle and all the stuff we're talking about is going to get thrown out. Right. Like Haywood Highsmith is going to be getting 25 minutes a game or, you know, out of nowhere, Jovich or uh, Darius days. Like, so this stuff gets blown up, but I do want, I want thousand to agree with Brady. The only thing I would say is maybe Omer and Deadman get flipped. But beyond that, that's the rotation in my in my mind. And I do think that Duncan can have a really good bounce back year this year because the weight, the weight of starting is gone. The weight of that contract, okay, it's over, bro. Like you got you got the money, let's go. And he and the his last half of the regular season last year was not bad. Like he shot 40% over the last half of the year. True. So if he can carry that momentum into this year and he becomes a 40, 41% shooter off the bench. Like that is an awesome, that's an awesome weapon to have. And like Brady said, it's a very good, that combination of, let's say, cause we know like Brady said, it's not a hockey line change. You're not getting five for five. I like those Depot, Bam, Duncan lineups with a Gabe or with a Larry. Like, it, there's going to be some of that mixing. And I really, I, I, I think one of the things you saw last year, is Jimmy and Duncan didn't really mix together that well. You start to stagger with Duncan off the bench a little bit. I think you're, I think Duncan is going to have a good a good a good season. I think that bench unit is going to be really strong. But like we've been talking about with the, the issue with the four, I worry about rebounding across the board, and that's where you where I might say Omer might get the nod over Deadman. Yeah, he gobbles up rebounds just intuitively, so they may need some of that if it, if things get weird on the boards. And and Alf, you've said this from day one throughout the summer. If they were going to go into this season with no four, it would be concerning. And I think all of us are not going to run from that. I feel the same way. Eventually, that they have to plug that hole. Uh, Want to tell you about another great sponsor, uh, the Daily Fantasy Partner of Five Reasons Sports Network. That's PrizePicks.com. It is Daily Fantasy made easy. They'll match your first deposit up to $100 with the code 5. Big payouts, 24-7 live support, fast and secure withdrawals. Read what other members say about them on their website. They're available in 30 states, D.C., Canada. Get in the game today. You choose your over and unders. You can do flex plays, power plays. And when you join using the code 5, you will have your initial deposit doubled up to $100. So go to prizepicks.com. They have a great desktop application, um, but also really great for your phone as well. My favorite uh, daily fantasy app to play. That's prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. All right, y'all. We got five minutes left. Uh, media day is tomorrow. Um over under i'm gonna set it at three alf over under three meaningful things said at media day tomorrow i mean be, um, be, you know be I'm honest taking the under be you know honest I'm taking the under i'm taking the way under but you know <laughs> listen uh you know they 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 remember what happened last year they're coming in with a tough mindset bubble you know it's gonna be but i what i do think you <laughs> I, what I do think you could take away from it is what some of these guys look like. 
And number one, of course, it's going to be what Lowry looks like coming into the building. Like, I, and I think that is going to be what everybody's tweeting about. I hope Brady has it first. Shout out deuces. Um, like, I, you know, I, I, I want to say, I want to know what Lowry looks like, you know, and I, I'm not one of these, he was fat. That's why he got injured, all that kind of stuff. But I do think just for his longevity at his age, like he has to be, it's going to behoove him to be in better shape. And that's, that is the thing I want to see the most of what I'm taking the most away from is what, what condition Lowry walks into that gym with. So Brady, you're going to be there. Um, so you're going to get the opportunity to ask questions and hold people accountable. Hopefully Alex will hold people accountable as well, but we never know there. Nah, shout out to you, Alex. You know, I love you. Um, when you're heading into media day, I know you're going to be in the scrum um, throwing jabs to get positioning because now you're a veteran at this, even at this young age. But like, is there anything like if you had to go with one thing that you're going in tomorrow that you want to walk away with more information about that you think would be um, beneficial for the heat long term, not just like the fluffy media day stuff. Like what, what is your aim as you kind of get um, acclimated with this year's Miami heat team tomorrow at media today? I'll say if I was going to say the one thing of the importance levels of media day, I think Alf took the number one thing I was actually going to say Lowry, just being able to see, not even ask a question, just being able to see the Kyle aspect of things, because I feel like that's the one thing that's on everybody's mind in general is just seeing the shape he comes back in because that was the pack comment after the season because there was two main pack comments. It was the, the conditioning of Kyle and there was the shot attempts of Bam. We're not getting that answer tomorrow. Like that's not an answer that you're going to get. You may hear it tomorrow, but oh, you will. No, oh, I was about to say you are going to get, I'm going to be more aggressive this year. You're going to get it. <laughs> you're going to get it, but you're not going to know what's happening next. Um, if I'll say the one thing I think you'd want to walk away with and know, which is another thing I just don't know if you're going to find out is the true comfort, I guess, in going smaller and more offensive lineups. Like, if there's one thing for us to really know, like, that would be it. Because, yes, we keep talking about the lineups and what they have to do because they're forced into it because they don't have any of the or guys in the roster to, to make a difference, I guess, with it. But are they really comfortable going this way? I believe Spo is because I think this fits into his, his wheelhouse so much. Like, just being able to go in with a bunch of guards that like to run, that can – be able to set up offense or comfortable. They know the system, like everything across the line. I think he would like, but is the team comfortable in that aspect that, okay, a guy like Caleb has to size up more. Okay. A guy like Yurtsman may have to play in different spots than he's used to than what he did last season. Like there's going to be little tweaks with this roster, even though they only lost PJ Tucker. Cause as much as we say about the PJ thing, like that, you had to walk away. We have to also acknowledge the things that he did kind of as a glue guy with this team, the thing he brought together, the things he did for this team defensively, the things that Jimmy and Bam didn't have to guard the best player on the opposing team on a certain night. Is Caleb going to be that guy? Will Depot be that guy? Like, those are the questions I feel like people want to know. But will those be answered? I kind of doubt that. Like, I don't think that's something we're going to know immediately. But that's some of the stuff. I feel like it's just more comfortable with this comfort with this roster because as much as they say it and the chemistry within it, we're not going to know until game one. We're probably not going to know until that next Tuesday until the preseason game because I don't think that'll be a tell. But game one of the regular season, I think we'll find out immediately how comfortable these guys with each other in terms of just going smaller and, I guess, different system in general. You know what's crazy? If Jimmy starts uh, at, at the four, they're actually going to be taller than they were in the playoffs last year. With PJ? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jimmy's <laughs> bigger than PJ. <laughs> like, Just not the acreage. 
Yeah, if he they, just if, kn- if they put Tyler at the four, I think they'd be taller than that year. <laughs> this is true. And there Duncan for sure as we yeah. started this program. Well, listen, there you listen. Last well, time that he won a championship, they had a six eight sharpshooter at power forward. I'm just saying. That's true. And uh, the free version of um, Zoom is telling me I have less than one minute. So good night, folks. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.